This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who just can't hold it back anymore, V. I love you. And I'm Vervada, the girl who will only believe it if you stand outside my window with a jukebox or a boombox or whatever those are called, because I'm not a Gen X person, technically. So <laughs> <laughs> I had Walkmans, personally. <laughs> oh, okay. I am 1000% not going to get a jukebox because that's <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Giant <laughs> oh my um, gosh. But oh, I should start recording my own audio. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Two years in and I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. We are professionals. We are totally professionals. Um the end two years of recording. Two years. And yes, I am totally going to the ambassador even further about a boom box versus a jukebox later. Uh, no, uh, I know what it is. I've just said yeah. the wrong thing because I'm hungry and my brain's broken when I'm hungry. Mm, yeah, same for me. Yeah. But tonight, we're not really analyzing nothing. We're not really rating nothing. But I think we can do a good review. A review of the last two years and a preview of the future. Yeah, we can... St- tell the future we have magic skills and an excel document mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh okay where do we want to start with do we want to start with like things of the past past years i mean like so the reason that we're celebrating our anniversary right now technically are we met september uh, the very the last Friday of the month in September of 2021, and on the Mass Effect Lorecast Patreon chat, and then just kind of quickly assembled a podcast together. Uh, so mm-hmm. we spent all of October practicing and rehearsing and figuring out who we wanted to be, and. Got our first few messages back to forth. We're like, okay, so we need to make sure that we align on these political standpoints right now. I think it was specifically trans women are women, uh, Black Lives Matter, and love is love. Everyone deserves it. And I was like, yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) Yeah. In this climate nowadays, like, I ain't doing a podcast with someone who doesn't, like, share my core beliefs about human rights, so... Yeah, obviously we agree on that, even though we don't agree on some things like Souls versus Anders, which was honestly what we thought about doing for this episode, like a battle royale. But then I was like, I don't really like that because I don't want to fight with you ever. But also, 
I don't think it is inherently like, I don't know if we need to assign morality to who you choose as a romance option in a game. I've been very contemplative about these things lately. So then I was like, maybe we can just talk about yeah. why we do what we do and what we want to do with it, who, like what we hope to achieve. Mm-hmm. And also like, we don't need to assign morality, but because it's a game and it's it's a role play, you know, all of these romance options pretty much are role playing. Actually, all of them are, even if it's not an RPG, like you're still role playing as some kind of avatar or player character in whatever story that you're in as a game, whether it's a visual novel or an RPG, AAA studio, Big Bang, awesome stuff. So there is, it's all an element of like role playing, mm-hmm. which is important to human health, but also there is morality in who you choose sometimes and how you go about doing it. That's why they have Paragon Renegade, rival and friendship, all those sorts of things. Cause like in the game world, if you take it as a real life person, that's when the morality comes into play. But if you're just like, oh, it's just a character, which I personally don't subscribe to that. I love treating them like real people. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like sometimes the people that I romance in the games are not necessarily like defendable. And like specifically with the Anders things, it's like there are parts of his personality that I really, really like. And there are things that he does in the game that made me fall for him. And there are, but on the other hand of that, there are definitely things that I don't agree with. And I think it was more along the lines of specifically in Dragon Age 2, my other options didn't appeal to me all that much. Fenris kind of set me off like right in the beginning and I couldn't get into him as a character because of that. Um, And it was specifically just because he was like, I want to murder your sister because she's a mage. And I'm like, that's horrendous. And I don't think that a relationship would work between us. But I know that you probably didn't have that experience because I assume that you played as an elf mage. And so. I played as a rogue. Rogue. Elf rogue. Well, not elf. Because you had to be hawk, but oh, that's right. I would I would have been an elf. I was a rogue, yeah. So I'm pretty sure Bethany was my sibling, or was it? If you were female hawk, you had to have a brother. Is that how yeah. it went? So no. So okay, so it's been no. so long, over ten years. Wait, no, yeah, over ten years since I played that game. I only played it once, and it was right after it came out. So I barely remember how that sibling bit worked. Like, if you, what's his name? Carter. I want to say Clark. Clark Carter. I knew Clark was wrong. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Carter. I I don't remember. The v. It's what. Carver. Oh, Carver. Yeah. Hard. Well, whatever. Whatever that guy's name is. I apparently had Bethany because I remember her name right off the top. Yeah. Um, and it's not dependent on like your gender. It's dependent on what class you take. So if you're a mage, you get Carver because he's a fighter. If you go with a fighter class, then you get Bethany because she's your caster. So I must have had her. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, that's that's where the thing goes. It's like, I feel like you can learn interesting things about yourself by role playing in these games. Because I mean, like, you are usually, especially for first playthroughs, I would say usually people play these games role play as a version of themselves Mm -hmm. versus 
like D&D players will role play a completely different person that might not match up morality to you at all. Oh, absolutely. There, and there are people who cross over and will do that in role playing games as well. But I feel like the majority of people just play a version of themselves in the game. And I know I do that for the most part. And that would mean you're generally going to be attracted to a character that aligns with what you yourself are attracted to. So it's like, why did I get attracted to Fenris if he wanted to kill my sister? Because if that were the case in real life, like I would not, I love my sister, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, all right, kick rocks, bitch. This is my sister pose before bros. But yeah, I mean, I clearly, at the other hand, Fenris is like such a little broken bird that you can help heal. So maybe I was like, I could tell, oh, he's, because that parallels my real life relationship with my husband. Like he was a little broken bird and I met him too, but I could see you're not bad. And he was never mean to me or mean to people that I saw, but like the trauma, like Fenris hid his trauma with anger. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you could see past it and you're like, okay, let's see if he's capable of healing and that was my other thing with anders is like there are the people who chose to stay with him and then the people who chose to break up with him when the big reveal happened at the end and the same thing with solace and so i'm like that's interesting to me like why someone would want to stay despite those things do you see parallels in your own life because like it might it's not silly to do that like that's there's literal research showing that's what video game romance does for people is it is a like proxy for yourself basically you know and i mean i didn't want to break up with solace after he told me he wants to kill everybody basically so i mean i was mad at him but i was still like i can help you you can turn back yeah and for me with anders it was like i I understood where he was coming from because my hawk was starting to get pissed off at this whole, like I was starting, I'm like, when is this fight going to happen? Either it's, I'm going to settle this because I've gotten a high enough friendship score with both sides of the party, you know, thinking along my mass effect lines where I was like, okay, if I can, if my shepherd can resolve the conflict between the Geth and the Quarians, I should be able to solve the conflict between the Templars and the mages. And so then when I wasn't getting there, it wasn't getting there. And then Anders drew a line in the sand and was like, it's done. It's over. We are starting this fight now. And so I was like, all right, I understand because I was at that point too. And so at the end when, you know, it happened, I was like, okay, all right. I'm still with you because I would have been right there next to your side if you had allowed me and had told me about it. But we can't go back. So let's move forward. Yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, I wonder if there's a romance option in a game somewhere that does something so unforgivable that there is no defending like, oh, but you can still stay with him. Even I mean, Solace, I guess. That's the thing is like, I've matured a lot since I romance Solace back in 2014 when that game first came out it's been almost 10 years i'm i've been through a lot more stuff in my life and my brain has finished maturing because it wasn't at the Mm -hmm. time i played that game and same with all the dragon ages at this point honestly i mean it's just interesting to think back because now i'm like 
looking now that we're in Dragon Age Inquisition right now, and I'm re-looking at all these characters in more mature eyes, I wonder if I shouldn't be so vocal about my love for Solus because I don't know, like I don't want I don't know. It's it's I think it's this has all happened from playing Baldur's Gate three, especially romancing Astarion with his vastly different endings, mm-hmm. which I don't want to get too into because I know it's such a new game. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but it's just made me think so much about like what is when is it just self-serving to the player versus an actual like healthy-ish relationship? Because no relationship's perfect, but right. like there are better ones. And there are worse ones in games, just like in real life. And to me, it's interesting to see these people defending, like people are rabid about Solus in a way that I'm not, even though we kind of make a joke about it that I am, but like, I'm it's so interesting. I don't know. And same with Anders and same with Astarian. And like the reasons that these people uh, that I see online anyway, like them so much are the very reasons that I'm like, you shouldn't romance them actually maybe um or can or you shouldn't influence them in that way you know like yeah. it's just it's just so interesting this is why we have a podcast to talk about it i love analyzing these characters and i will die on the hill that i will always look at them as real people as do the people who make them like they put in all this effort and work and dialogue and everything to make them come alive mm-hmm. so it's doing them the honor of analyzing them that way being like here you go we see the work you did i don't know that's that's what we've tried to do these last two years and that's what we're going to keep trying to do because we have a big ass list of games to cover still and i would really very much appreciate it if we could get more interviews as well um and that's what I want to do with the show in the future. It's like, I, I, w- I don't want to be famous. I was just telling Jen this, like, at the Retro Games Expo we just went to in Portland, did our second panel, which was super cool. And as soon as they post whatever footage they have, well, we could share it or you could find it on YouTube. But I, I told her, I, I just want to be famous enough to get access to these people who make these big games so we could talk to them that's all Mm -hmm. i want yeah no and i fully agree like i know that you don't like being in the limelight you don't like being the center of attention so that's what i'm here for is to gather and take all of that so that way you can you know i will shield you from that (laughs) um but then on the other hand i also wanted to remain anonymous in this you know like my legal name is not Genesis. Uh, so there's definitely a level of anonymity that I want to keep with this, but there's also like a level of access that I really want to get to. Now we're working on some really big interviews coming up and we're hoping that they come through. Um, but there's also just like a whole world of like interaction with not only like voice actors, voice actors are amazing because they are literally the ones who bring our characters fully to life. It's really hard for me to get into a character if it's not voiced. And with Baldur's Gate, I don't feel as much connection to my Tav as I do to my other party members. Like I, my shepherd is my shepherd. I know exactly who she is. 
my hawk, my inquisitor, like all these characters who have a voice actor it are ones that I'm more connected to. Uh, Origins, my little switch, I love her to death, but I don't really know a whole lot about her, but I know a lot about her party members. <clears throat> I will I will never get over the fact that I wish Baldur's Gate 3 was voiced because I think it does add to the role-playing aspect to hear a voice, even if it's not your mm-hmm. voice. Some people don't hear a voice in their head when they think, which right. I do, and I find that insane that, that I don't I can't conceptualize what that must be like to think in that way, to not actually hear a voice. But like say you don't hear a voice and, and people say like, oh, these unvoiced player characters it's just so you can insert your own voice but like they don't hear their own voice in their head so how are they inserting it you know what i mean like it how are they getting i do think immersed yeah i do think of baldur's gate having the narrator is a big like that helps a lot it does Um, i love i love her voice too i think her name's amelia tyler yes also i should say a lot of these people in newer games especially the bigger games like are not just voice actors anymore they're actual actors like they're mm-hmm. mocapping all this stuff yep. too which is bringing on a whole new level of immersion which is just going to increase our little monkey brains parasocial attachments to these characters you know like the more realistic they become the more we will fall in love with them yeah so <laughs> i'm excited for that where was i going to normies find that normal i don't care i don't know what people who don't have hobbies do for fun like when people are gonna play games like what do you do then watch football there are those people um i don't understand it but the point that i was the point that i was going for is that we would love to have more voice actors on the show in the future but we also want the people who you know, you can have an amazing voice. You can do an amazing job at reading the lines. But if your game is janky, the game is janky and I ain't going to play it, you know? So the people who are building the games are are even writing the dialogue, are uh, scoring this scoring. Like, can we get some people f- yeah. like the musical aspect of it in here? Composers. Like compo- composers, everything like that. Or the directors, because like I follow Beth Park, I think her name is, who was a senior voice director on Baldur's Gate 3. She's been sharing so many fun stories about the process of making that game and directing the actors. And it's like, they have a huge part of it, too. I mean, when we did interview Mark Muir, he talked about his voice directors all the time, about how they would orient him in the scene. And like they were the reason he was able to give a good performance, because they just show up and it's just like making a movie like things are done out of order like they don't know where they're at in the story so if they don't have a good director they have no idea how what to bring right how to react so we would love to have all aspects of it on this show in the future and that's what we hopefully will be bringing to you but what we can say that we will be bringing to you will come right after the mid-break I'll see what you did there, girl. Yeah, it's like I'm a professional podcaster or some shit. I know how to segue. Um, But I think I'm legitimately going to run downstairs really quick and get a water because I'm dying. I can word vomit by myself. 
for, <laughs> for the two seconds it'll take her to do that or two minutes what is time but yeah i can say that i personally have reached out to three people who have worked on a big game that we all are obsessed with right now and two of them have said they would come on our show but have yet to actually schedule and one of them has not responded to me which i only it's because we don't have a big reach socially and like maybe that's what i'm assuming my problem is it's like i don't know how to tell these people who are a not willing to give smaller platforms maybe a chance or b they just simply can't see us because of that but it's like we do this in our free time and i don't work in the industry as they say i don't i'm not like a talent manager or anything i'm just a mom with a podcast and a nine to five trying to talk about the thing i love with people who make the thing i love and it's really hard to get their attention like um like senpai notice me please i, I really just want it yeah so and it's not just us <clears throat> okay so i'm gonna get real and behind the scenes here cyberpunk numbers dwarf the two girls um like by a lot uh i think cyberpunk a ton more people listen to cyberpunk than us yeah like we i think cyberpunk hit like a hundred thousand downloads uh for the year earlier this month um or not this month but last month we hit a hundred thousand for the year i can't get people you know it's like i i can get some but as for like anybody and and i understand that right now it's like 2.0 and phantom liberty just hit so it's hot again Um, yeah it's also hard because it's like i don't know the protocol for for interviews in like press tours and things like that work we're not on a circuit like people are just giving us their time basically right because we don't we've never and i don't ever plan to pay anyone to be here it's just because they enjoy it it's basically us being like please volunteer your time donate it to us a little bit of it just so we can talk about what you love and what we love right and most people i mean everyone we've had on so far is happy to do that Mm -hmm. but um also like the payment for a lot of podcasts is reach but we don't have a huge reach so some of these bigger people probably see us and are like well what's the point for me to go on you know there's how what kind of promotion will i get and i understand that completely it just also sucks (laughs) you know because we just we're just nerds we want to talk it would i mean like and that honestly would probably help us too would be more of them doing us a favor than anything especially the bigger people if they ever were to come on because they have way bigger of a reach than we do yeah but here we are two years later and we've had some pretty big ass people on our show you know it took us a little bit to get the ball rolling and thank god for a heidi heidi kind of kicked it kicked us off for us you know? It didn't really take us that long. We Heidi's interview episode came out like a month after our first episode came out. It's true. So part a lot of our interviews have just been a her recommendations since then, 
and B, because your girl V here found people on LinkedIn and messaged them out of the blue and people were gracious enough to be like, oh, is this real? Okay, let me respond. Or I found them on Twitter or Jen tweeted at them with our, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's all one of them that I thought was going to schedule because they said they would and have not yet responded to a TikTok comment of mine. So like we try all over the place to get mm-hmm. people and we're just lucky if they notice and it's just a whole it's just a lot it's a lot for them it's a lot for us content creation is not something i ever thought i would be doing this is because like i love doing this and i'm honestly surprised we're like as far as i'm aware the only any platform media dedicated to this all of the time like you can find a, a like games radar article that like is short and an opinion piece that breaks down one specific romance maybe or a couple for a specific game when the game is coming out as part of the promotional stuff Mm -hmm. but that's about it before we even started i found a podcast that i thought was going to be similar to what we do um i can't even remember what they were called and they don't seem to post anymore but they were just actually talking about how they felt about the romances and what they liked and didn't like they didn't go as in depth as we do and like i said they they had stopped posting before we ever did ours so mm-hmm. as far as i'm aware we're still like the only one so it's always baffling to me how it's like i guess because we're so niche but i'm like it seems like we have such a good niche someday they'll discover us because <laughs> it's just get i mean to to for anyone nowadays to say like no one cares about romance it's just like no, it's, they're just it's they're so stupid. False. Like they're with their eyes shut, yelling into a hole in the dirt. You know, like they have no idea what they're talking about. All you have to do is look at any big studio releasing any RPG lately. They all have romance options. They'll post statistics about the romance options constantly. People go to Reddit, go to TikTok, go. I mean, seriously, people have written articles about how. Astarion alone has become like the internet's boyfriend and like his hashtag on TikTok has been viewed like a billion times like a billion views or something insane so I'm just like people care about video game romance okay a ton of people do and a ton of people play video games I don't know why these people still have this idea in their head that there's like this basement dweller monster chugging Chad shirtless playing Call of Duty and not playing not paying rent you know like that's not the gamer of today no i don't even know when that gamer was like that was just a stereotype that fit a very small percentage mm-hmm. i mean that was me mid-2000s or like late 2000s shirtless in your mom's basement chugging monster uh shirtless Probably. in my living room chugging monster <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i've never played a game shirtless but Oh, or Chugged Monster. I can't do that. I don't like energy drinks. I still but Chug I Monster to, to this day. And yeah, I used to play, I used to COD. Um, and I guess it was shirtless, that. but like I would wear like a sports bra. Yeah. Only because then boobs would get in the way of the keyboard. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, no, I, I had the gamer boy lean and everything. When I lived in Hawaii, because air conditioning wasn't a thing and everyone there was like oh but the trade winds they come like two weeks a year and it's not enough to cool me okay i'm not built for the heat i'm an english rose yeah anyway that's what we want to do we're doing it still i don't care two years then whatever we don't do it 
for the views, even though they're nice. And we have gotten a lot more listeners as time goes on. And maybe we'll get more, but that's not why we do it. We do it because we love this shit. And I'm glad that you guys love it too. Those of you who are hearing this right now in your ear holes, whether that's in the present moment on the live stream or in the future. And I'm reaching to you through time with my voice. That's pretty cool. Talking about video game romance, pixel partners, CGI significant others. (laughs) Yeah. And not only do we love the listeners and the viewers, we also super love our patrons. Oh, I am so happy. Like, that was also a thing. I was like, nobody's ever going to want to be on this show with us. And you guys have proven us wrong time and time and time again. So big love. Huge shout outs. Major hearts to Toasty and Apollo. Becky and Daddy Bat Knight, Stoned Mystheos and Muffiny Cake, Mackenzie and Wynn, love you all. And thank you for supporting these two girls getting this show up and going for the last two years. I would also like to thank all 156 of you who have now officially given us a rating on Spotify. We wanted to hit 150 before our two-year anniversary. And not only did you guys do that for us, you also got us past that goal. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you guys don't need to get me a holiday present now. That was it. Thank you. (gasps) Well, I mean, unless they want to get us to like 169 for Christmas or something. Ooh. <laughs> yes, please. That I like would it. Fun. Yeah. That's or, silly and makes me laugh. Yes. 169 for Thanksgiving. Let's do that. That's like a yeah. couple weeks away. It's 13 more. Lucky 13. Let's go, y'all. Still in the mid break, and I was just going off on a, another rant. No, no, no new reviews over on Apple. No, but we have a I know. Four point nine on Apple and a four point eight on Spotify, and I'm just like, Spotify critics, man, they they rough, they tough. Yeah, but check how many ratings we actually have on Apple. It's like ten. Yeah, it's thirty three. But yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's more well, than I people thought. can rate with stars and not write a review. Yeah. On Apple so i think most people have just rated with a star i wish you could leave reviews on spotify too i guess they try to like accommodate that with the what did you think of this episode q a thing mm-hmm. but it's not the same as a review because it's for one specific episode you can't look at it as a whole for the podcast right <sighs> okay um so no i think that we should keep that all in for the mid break it's fine it's totally fine that's a really long mid break Whatever. That's okay. This whole it was a double. Was it was a double segue. We segued yeah. once into it, and then we segued into it again. It's all good. I only wanted to do this because it's like it's our two-year anniversary. We don't need to like work, work. We just need to tell each other we love each other. Why we are still together. You know, we've done that. And mm-hmm. like, cheers to many more. Hopefully. Hell yes. And no matter hell what, yes. whenever it's inevitably this podcast ends someday, like we're still going to be friends. Oh, hell which, yeah. Like 
<laughs> I already consider you like among my best friends because it's so psycho how you can get to know someone over the internet so well. Even though I'm like an internet generation kid, I still blows my mind how like I didn't even meet you in person until last year. Right. I'm like, oh, but I talk to her like every single day, you know? Yeah. She knows it, all my secrets. <laughs> and I keep them because I can keep a secret. Yeah, you can. I know. I'm like, I, I'm not selling myself as a good friend or wifey. I can't keep a secret. I mean, I can keep like personal secrets, but not like gift things or surprise parties, things like that. Like I'm real bad at it. So I just right. try not to talk. <laughs> That's why she mutes every two seconds. Um, how about we do spill the secrets and kind of go over the general idea for 2024? Because obviously for the rest of the year for 2023, we are rounding out and finishing all of the romance options in Dragon Age Inquisition. And then, of course, our last official episode of the year will be a Dragon Age wrap up with the cups because there is no better guests than the two of them to come on and talk everything Dragon Age. So uh, we will be doing that. And then 2024, we've talked about it and we've talked a lot and we want to talk a lot, lot more. So we are kicking off 2024 with Baldur's Gate 3. Ah. Uh, we have been I know that the fans have been waiting for it V and I have been waiting for it the people who have been clamoring already to be like that is my lover and I demand to be on your show uh, we've already got a couple of people lined up for uh, romance options to guest on those episodes so we are ready and it looks like that's going to take up a good chunk of the year um, yeah like the end of march i think yeah yeah that's what it's looking like um dude like inner circle people i say that as like the the local people that we know personally that are also fans of the pod like keep sending me like memes and tiktoks and things of like make sure you look at this or add this to to gail's episode or carlax episode episode i'm like you guys are doing my work for me thank you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i will take it keep sending it if you all want to send me scenes that i need to watch if you guys find really good fan art that you think i need to see you know where to find me on the discord you know how to dm me Mm. yes then up next we have one that i know is special like this one is on here because of benny I am fully aware that this is Benny's game. Uh, Days Gone is on the list. And then after that, we will actually be doing Persona 4, mainly because we kicked Persona 4 out of the way so that way we could do Baldur's Gate. (laughs) We rearranged the entire schedule and moved this game a full year forward. Um, So Persona 4. And then for my birthday... I put Witcher on the schedule. So starting in at the end of May, I put uh, uh, Witcher 3, Triss. And then on we record on my actual birthday. So I put Yennefer down for my birthday. Okay. <laughs> Lilac and Gooseberries B. Mm-hmm. So um, 
And then a Witcher battle slash wrap up episode. Since now both of the Witcher lore cast uh, hosts are former guests of ours. I mean, Toasty and Ben. Uh, ben is our Tris guy. Toasty has been our waiting eagerly for Yennefer to pop up. Yeah. I can't so. wait to hear them duke it out. Oh, it's going to be great. We're just going to have to sit back and eat the popcorn. Like... Um, but then beyond that, we have some games on the list, but we haven't actually put them into the scheduler yet. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to do Boyfriend Dungeon in October, mainly because it's got some spooky vibes to it. It's got it's like conquering your fears and getting over them and yeah, uh, murder mystery in there, too. But if you have a game that you would recommend for us to cover in 2024, please leave it in the comments on Spotify or hit us up on the Discord and let us know. Yeah, because we have plenty of game suggestions already. So many so many things on the list. Like another one I was thinking of when you were talking was Hades. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Um, and then so many indie games people have recommended to us that we need to get through as well because we focused primarily actually i think exclusively up until this this point on triple a games which is the biggest draw i would say for most people like mainstream video game romance but if that is such a thing yeah but yeah indie games are really where some of it's at like that's where it started honestly sorry i paused my brain because I remembered somebody at con was like, you need to play this game. And now it's completely lost out of my brain. But I'm pretty sure that I have it written down somewhere and you texted it I to think, me. I think your husband wrote it down. Yeah. But I don't remember what it was either. Sorry. No, it's not good. It, yeah. I, I saw you or your husband write it down. I was a teenage exocolonist. That's it. Exo colonist. I was like, it was some like weird spacey thing. Yeah. yeah. I was a teenage exo colonist. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. We got, we have so many things. Job security. Can't yes. wait. Pod security. Love it. Yeah. But the one you really need to be worried about is the one immediately next week, which is Josephine. Can't wait. We're still not done with Dragon Age. Oh yeah. Josephine. Cute little Josie. I love her. I am ready to duel for her love. That is that scene's burned into my brain. Mm. So cute. She's so wholesome. Okay. I have to eat dinner. And then I have to pack for the not the the thing that we're doing. I'm just not even gonna reference it in any way other than the thing. Uh, I too need to go eat and start editing and then pack as well because procrastination is life um for a very fun fun weekend yes if you like what you are hearing please be sure to leave a review on itunes or on that new spotify feature and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts you can now find me on the cyberpunk lorecast with my co-hosty toasty where we explore the foundations of the past the state of night city today and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. And of course, in our Two Girls One Ship channel on the Robots Radio Discord. And come give us a follow on all the social medias, 
and on patreon.com slash two girls one ship. Our theme music was composed by the ever talented Pipe Man Studios, and our artwork was designed by the esteemed Let's Not. Links are in the descriptions. You can also find me on the Robots Radio Discord and in our own Two Girls One Ship Discord server where we nerd out on all our favorite CGI significant others. Be sure to check out our live streams on Twitch, usually unlike today, Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, But today was early, so lucky you, East Coast. Um, Our podcast episodes release on Mondays because you need at least one good thing on a Monday. And I did that without looking at the script. I feel like I did a really good job. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) I finally memorized my lines. So thank you for listening. And remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller. Welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at Three Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using threecountthoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell. <laughs>